0: podcast is about leadership and initiative is a major component of leadership. Particularly if you want to lead in the environment, you need to initiate because the world is likely going in the opposite direction than you want. So you're going to have to initiate projects. In my opinion, even more fundamental to the different components of leadership is how to learn to do those things because you can't lecture or coerce someone into learning how to take initiative or to take initiative. My next book, Initiative, comes out in a couple of weeks I wrote it based on my course, a project-based course, that is to say not lecture-based or coercion-based, where students consistently learned to unearth passions and to initiate projects, often saying that they didn't know that they could learn such things in school, especially in school. I wanted to give an overview of the book on the podcast. Then in my first interview on the book with Ed Brixey, and I'll provide the link to the original interview in the in the text, he asked the perfect questions to give me a chance to give an overview of the book. So I edited those parts where I spoke about the book. Here's an overview of the book. The book is called Initiative. It was originally going to be based on a course that I teach in entrepreneurship at NYU. There's a lot of great resources out there for entrepreneurs. Lean, for example. Almost all of them say you have to start with an idea and a team. I kept having students come into my course who had no idea that they were going to start a project. And they kept creating great, great projects that they loved, despite not having an idea and a team to start with. And I looked out and saw there's just not a lot of resources out there for how to start a project, even when you don't have an idea and you don't have a team. It's, to me, one of the most important things to be able to do is create a meaningful project in your life that you love, which can be an entrepreneurial project. But when you make it more general like this, it could be doing something that gets you promoted, could be doing something, a project like a podcast and things that serve others so much that they reward you back. You said that it starts with that passion, but even the passion, usually people, ah, it's not that they don't have it. It's usually that it's hidden underneath various protections and fears, because if I know what you care about, I can manipulate you, I can laugh at you, I can judge you. And so we've learned to keep that inside. And the way to get it out, I don't think is to answer HR questionnaires of like, what job is perfect for you? It's an iterative process of starting small and building and building and building Start with what you know, just an interest of any sort. What I, even if it ends up being a passing fancy, that's what leads to great passion. If you take too big of a step, there's so many ways that you can step in a direction that doesn't help. But if you take baby steps, and the book is it gives you exercises, it gives you baby steps. Man, it's such a different world when that comes out from inside, and you have something that you really love. Yeah, I wish I could say I came up with the idea of baby steps, but. This style of learning has been around, if you want to play a musical instrument, you want to play sports, you always start with practicing the basics, the fundamentals. I didn't make up that concept. I just created a set of exercises that, you know, they're equivalent of playing piano scales or dribbling exercises in basketball. They're valuable for anyone. Even the greats still do them. You know, when you play music, when you play, when you act, when you play sports, it's not long before the very mechanical things that you start with. It looks like magic from the outside, but it turns into authentic, genuine self-expression and you just naturally do what you want to do. Like in the middle of writing this, Kobe Bryant won an Oscar for his, his short on basketball. And I think, how's Kobe Bryant winning an Oscar? What does he know about movies? But he wrote something that was a very honest expression that when you develop these skills, you just being yourself, people want to work with you. People honor that you can speak so authentically. And that's what happens with entrepreneurs and people who start their own projects is the project becomes an extension of themselves. Yeah, I see my role as an educator, as an author, is not to tell you the answers. It's to give you experiences where you come up with the answers yourself. That way you really internalize it. Lecture, case study, that's how I learned in business school. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it doesn't get it viscerally, you know, in your gut. There's plenty of studies that show that this style of learning is more effective, project based learning. You learn just as much and you retain more as if I just told you the answers, which is what I think of a lot of resources out there too. Whether you want to play jazz or classical or pop or whatever, you're still probably going to start with a C major scale. You start with some really low level basics. Once you get up to a certain level, then everyone's going to go in a certain direction. For example, in the book, The exercises, and and I give lots of stories about people who do these things from the hundreds of people I worked with developing this stuff. Once you start going into your field and you start talking to experts, and I show you how to talk to people so that they treat you as a peer and they welcome you into their community and you speak to them in ways that I show you how, that they look at you as a problem solver in their field when valuable people share their problems, like that gives you something to solve. And then people want problem solvers in their world. But once they start going in that direction, that's unique. And everyone will go in their direction. You might go in one direction. I'd go in another direction. But what gets you moving in that direction, I think there's some similar basics for everyone. I have no no negative criticism about, say, Shark Tank or the movie about Steve Jobs, that their job is to entertain and to bring you drama. And that's great. It's great for the advertisers, great for them. It's not necessarily the best way to improve people's entrepreneurial skills or to show them what... Entrepreneurship is like, or to get them problem solving in areas that aren't necessarily for profit ventures. The big problems of our world today, and there are plenty, are not necessarily for profit things. Writing about Jonathan in the book, he got into Y Combinator for the project that began doing the exercises in this book, and I was like, oh great! You know, Y Combinator is many people consider the, a pinnacle of like Silicon Valley type entrepreneurship. These exercises are, are useful for that. It's also useful for you know my podcast, your podcast. These are things that come out of passion that I didn't know was there until I started doing it. Yeah, the idea of a lifetime comes once a month. I remember when someone said that first to me, I was like, what? Of course, to implement it successfully may take a long time, but that's such a great relief from feeling like if this doesn't work, I'm going to die or something like that. It's, oh, if this doesn't work, then the next one will come within a month and probably faster the more you've done this sort of thing. And these principles, these beliefs, when someone succeeds, they have these beliefs. When people don't succeed, the same beliefs will hold them back or, the, or rather the, the, co- the complements of those beliefs hold people back from starting. When we have a world that puts so much value on the idea, people who don't start, they think I don't have an idea, I'm not going to start. People who are successful, if I say to them, is the idea that you're doing now what you started with? It's almost always, no, it, it, like it iterated a lot that focus on the idea. Someone says, oh, I'm starting a company. Oh, what's the idea? That's a red herring. And it holds people back from realizing it's the social and emotional skills to have the confidence to develop your idea, to create relationships with people so that they help you develop that idea and bring it to market or tell you that's not one worth going with and go for another. Those social and emotional skills, that's what makes someone successful. The idea is is merely the outward manifestation of the social and emotional skills in the person. Not just to talk to them, but ask them specific advice in a specific way. Because most people, if someone asks me for advice and I give them advice, I generally have a feeling of now they're going to succeed and it's because of my advice. So I want them to succeed. So the way that I word how to make these conversations happen with increasingly valuable people in the field is to foster relationships where these other people feel like this is the other person thinking, now you're going to succeed and it's because of my advice And now I want you to succeed because I can take credit for it internally. And now you have important people in the field wanting you to succeed. They're going to open up the Rolodex. They're going to help you. They're going to give you advice. They're going to be there for for you in the future. Many relationships in business are transactional. That's great if I want to buy a slice of pizza. You know, here's two bucks. Give me a slice. Never going to see that person again. If you're going to start a company, you want someone to be your first client. You want someone to join your team before the revenue's coming in? That's got to be based on caring, knowing what they're after, what their passions are, things like that. That comes out of building solid relationships. Every successful person I know in business says business is about relationships. A lot of people, it's about getting ahead for them, and they miss that. The people who build it on relationships consistently outperform them. There are hard business skills that are important that you do have to do the financials. And I walk people through how to do financials and things like that. There's something about financials that if you do it, you find out, actually, I, you know, I give that really quick and dirty way of doing it. It's not for an accountant. It will help you later, but this is really just to get the core basics. It's the vital signs to make a 30 page document. That's a lot of time you could have spent with your customers and with your employees, with your suppliers. I'm not saying don't do those things, but. If you follow the exercises in this book, you will already be funded. You will already have your operations going. It'll have a life of its own in less time than you would have taken to make that document. And then you can hire, yeah, say the fastest, cheapest way to get an MBA. is like, do this project, develop your project. Eventually, it'll start growing. You'll need someone to do some analysis for you. Hire an MBA. There's your MBA. If you're going to sell, you've got to get the voice from the people who want to buy it. If you want to make stuff, you got to understand what you got to know your suppliers. If you're going to hire people, you got to know why they're going to do it, unless you want to pay top dollar for everyone. And you want people who are as into it as you are for their own reasons. It all comes from the people stuff. I don't know if that sounds like soft or what, but that's what makes things work. We're talking entrepreneurship because that's our world. But I gave examples of lots of people who. They do things that aren't necessarily for-profit ventures, but are still wonderfully enriching to their lives. For students, one of them spoke at a TEDx before he graduated. One of them, she spoke at Harvard before she graduated. They're written up in the Wall Street Journal and Washington Post and Forbes and Inc. and TechCrunch. The stuff, it works very well in lots of different areas. When I was getting my PhD, I should have been the picture book for someone who was going to succeed because I was getting my fourth Ivy League degree in a STEM, you know, physics, and i built a satellite that went up into space or, you know, at the time was about to go up in space and since then did. Everything should have been perfect for me, but I didn't have the skills in here. Entrepreneurship got me out of that hole, but I was still doing the spectacle stuff because it was the mid nineties. You know, I wanted to be in the media and stuff like that, but I didn't know how to run a business. And so when things went post 9-11 recession, everything dried up, it was a really difficult time. And I don't want people to have to go through that All the stuff that i learned was not useful for me then. I still love physics. Don't get me wrong. I I will always love nature. But it didn't teach me how to work with people. And that's school in general. You know, I went to Columbia. The core is very, um, it's not just science. You know, it's a very liberal arts education. But it taught me, like I would read Plato and I'd learn about values, but I didn't learn my values. I would read about the Industrial Revolution, but I didn't know how to be industrious myself. School, useful for giving facts and figures, useful for sports, I guess, and putting something on my resume. But people don't buy stuff from you because, or they don't do business with you because you have a GPA. They do it because you help solve their problems. Then I went to business school after that, and it didn't really teach, it taught what to do, but not how to do it. And so the best things in my life, the relationships I have with people that are give and take relationships where... We depend on each other. We open up with each other and we allow each other to see our vulnerabilities. And that makes a stronger team. That was all absent from my traditional mainstream education, despite my the top schools and the top degrees. This is what was missing. And all the stuff on, again, I don't begrudge people who make the spectacle of entrepreneurship great for them. But again, that doesn't necessarily help people who don't have an idea and don't have a team Their passions are so latent and so covered up by the fears and the anxieties and the protections that they don't even know that they're there. This is for me bringing to the world what I found the best parts of life. And that's part of the reason why I didn't put the word entrepreneurship in the title. I don't want people to get too pigeonholed into thinking that it's just about making money or just about bringing a product to market. It can be that. And if that's your passion, then this will give that to you. It can be much, much more. Hence my passion in this. Wow, I just really, (laughs) that was really really from the heart. But uh, thank you for bringing me to that place where I just shared that.